Hello and welcome to another episode of Standing on the North Bank. This is a Swansea City podcast from us here at Wales Online. Um, my name is Matt Davis, uh, Ian Mitchell Moore with me. Um, first few apologies because I've been away for the last couple of weeks so we wouldn't be able to uh, record any but um, we're back now, normal service um, and we start Lennon Road. Yeah, what a place to start. It's been, uh, we've missed quite a bit since we've been away Matt. But, um... that is, that is, you know, it does feel like a while ago um, since uh, since we last uh, spoke, but mm. talk about laying down a marker. That's incredible. I mean, for those fans who went up there, I think there was just shy of one and a half thousand. Five hours each way, you're sucking ten hour round trip. A few cans consumed up and down, a few service stops. But I tell you what, as an away day, that must have been absolutely incredible. You know, the the, the fans were superb all the way through, and, and so were the Leeds fans. You know, that's that's such a hostile ground to go to, and the atmosphere mm. was, was phenomenal throughout most of the game and. For them to just those travelling contingents to see that kind of winner from, you know, a club icon in Wayne Rowledge, it was absolutely incredible, and of course meant that they were unbeaten and and spent the break on top of the table. So yeah, it was it was very special, and I bet those those fans that made the trip, it was, it was worth every penny. Um, how many cans did you have? <laughs> cans of what? <laughs> what a day though. Sadly none. I mean, the, the, there's loads of pictures that came into into our system of all the fans mm. celebrating. Oh yeah, they were superb, weren't they? I think the young, what's the youngsters say? Limbs everywhere. Yeah, apparently so. No, it was it, it was superb. I mean, like I say, was, being in that away end must have been a, an incredible experience. They've already had QPR was a great win, goals as well. You know, three goals down there. But to do it at Leeds, it's a real statement. They were the team to beat. And let's not forget, Swansea have only ever won their yeah. once before in their history before that game, 70 years ago, 1949. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's fantastic day all around for, for everyone. Andy Hinchcliffe wrote in his Sky column that mm. Swansea were, well, Leeds battered them. First, A, does it, was, was it true that they were battered? And B, if they were, does it really matter? Well, I'll start with the second one. No, it doesn't matter. They could be battered and whatever. It, it, it's irrelevant. The result at the end of the day is important in that context of course you want a good performance but um, I have to admit over the course of the 90 Leeds were the better team they were the more likely they had more of the ball had more chances but at the end of the day I think they had 21 shots and only three on target and Freddie Woodman didn't have a really tough save to make so Swansea hung on in at times but for the majority they were they, they were they were comfortable they were able to, to deal with the pressure that leads through their way um, and their defence I mean same old back four that they've had all through the season. They were they were superb. I gave star man to, to Joe Roden, who's been immense in recent weeks. Um, Van der Horn, another brilliant one for for him. Of course, nominated for Player of the Month for August as well. So um, they, they they weren't battered, definitely not. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to make any mistake, and I don't think Swansea fans will either. Leeds were probably the better team and were more likely to score, but it means nothing unless you put the ball in the net, which which Wayne Routledge did. That's away wins now at Leeds, at QPR, where they've struggled in, in recent years, and a battling point away <clears throat> at Derby. I think about one of the, the one of the main things that's impressed me about Cooper's side so far has been how they conduct themselves away from home. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got resilience written on my pad there. I mean, they can stay in games. You know, we've seen it at times where they've gone behind against Hull, gone behind against Preston, and. and Let's be honest, Preston should have been out of sight, but they, they kept on in there and, and, and ended up getting a goal against the runner play, which triggered a much better second half performance if they go on to win. But then away from home, it's harder to do. The fans are against you. 
Um, and you have to be a little bit more streetwise, which, you know, let's not forget, a lot of these players are still in the early days of their careers, but a lot of them have that taste of championship football under their belts now. After last season, you know, Roden, Connor Roberts, Bursant, Salina, then type of players, Matt Grimes, George Byers, that you, you can reel off even more than that. But um, there's a real battle in quality about them as individuals and, more importantly, collectively. Mm. You know, you never feel like they're beaten, even when Leeds were on top at times at Ellen Road. Swansea still were in the game. They, you never thought if they score, uh, if Leeds score here, they're going to cave. It was the same at QPR. You know, QPR had a really good spell, equalised. Freddie Woodman makes a brilliant save to keep it one all, and then Jordan Garrett goes up the other end and, and wins a penalty. So um, they've ridden these rough spells, and they've had to be so resilient. But they look capable of it as well. So even when the kitchen sink's thrown at them, yes, obviously it's nervous as a fan. Yeah, but, you know. They're hanging on in there, and that's 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 a massive quality to have. Okay, well let's let's bookend the the lead section. A quick word for Wyndham Evans. Superb his or magnificent, as he likes to say. That was incredible. His, I just well, I can imagine everybody just loves <coughs> the way that he um, commentates like a <laughs> like a fan, really, and uh, yeah, absolutely superb. Um, Got mentioned in um, Trevor Birch's statement as well, didn't he? Yes. Such was his. Uh, Passion and uh, unbiased commentary, as Trevor likes to call it. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, more of the same, please, Wyndham. Um, right, next point I've got down here. AU and Borja staying. Big development and a big statement. We haven't spoken since the um, yeah. since the uh, European transfer window closed. Yeah, we was, um, I was funny enough, I was travelling back down south on the Sunday, the day after the Leeds game, and got wind that, you know, that... The club were ready to put a statement out on on Andre Ayew that he was staying, um, and the quotes in there from him as well. You know he was, you know he's fully committed, and we've spoken to Steve Cooper today ahead of the Nottingham Forest game, and he actually said he had a gut feeling that he would stay, and this was back in pre-season. So he's, he's obviously got a, a he's showing a good attitude, excuse me, and you know he's let's not forget he's captain of his country for Ghana, he's a fully experienced Premier League player. At this level, he could tear it up, and we've seen glimpses of that already. So, yeah. when he's fitting on song, he's going to be a massive player, and for him to stay is it's huge. And obviously, they did want to get rid in the summer due to his um, his high wages, but for whatever reason, that's not been possible. And he's you know he has turned down offers to stay at Swansea, so that says something um, about what they're doing at the moment. You know, a guy with Europa League and Champions League experience, he should be head and shoulders above players or certain players in the, in the Championship. Yeah. I suppose a, a quick nod here to, to Trevor Birch, considering the good work he's done in the summer in terms of getting a good price for both Ollie and for DJ. Yeah. It meant, it meant then that, yes, everyone knows that they wanted to shift on Andre because of his um, huge wages, but the fact that they've been giving a little bit of breathing space by the, the two huge fees can, um, that they got from Manchester United and Sheffield. United meant yeah. that keeping Andre wasn't such a, a huge blow, I suppose, to the, the finances. 100%. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're always going to be a loss, those two. I mean, everyone knew Daniel James was going on because he was just, he'd, he'd escalated to above, with no disrespect, above Swansea, above the Championship. I mean, even above the bottom end of the Premier League, he, he needed to go to a big club because he's, you know, he's a phenomenal talent. Ollie McBurney was obviously a bit more of a blow to take because it was wasn't as expected. And on the eve of the season, as exactly, well. yeah, and the circumstances. But 
Um, as you mentioned, you know, with those fees, it's given them a bit more leeway to to keep the likes of Borja, Andre Ayew, and and make sure some of the others were, you know, more likely to stay as well. So, yeah, you know, we've spoken about Trevor Birch a few times, and he's um, he's he's had an awful lot to do, not least with appointing Steve Cooper, which so far has been an absolute masterstroke. That's probably the biggest and best decision he's made so far, and it speaks volumes because he's made a, he's had a lot to do so far, and. Um, the biggest one he's absolutely nailed it he really has um, I mean we talked a lot about U-turns and um, I mean Borja is just a, just an incredible story really isn't it mm. considering three years his scoring record wasn't fantastic yeah. to, set, to put it mildly put it nicely and <clears throat> he's already returned five goals five goals in I think it's just shy of four weeks when he scored Eight in three years for Swansea, Malaga, and um, Alaves. So, where, where do you start? Well, I'm not really, not really too sure. But if he can maintain that form, it's a big, a big if. But AU's a sort of player that's form temporary, class permanent. He yeah. should really be showing it on a on a consistent on a consistent level. And I suppose it's really let's hope that it starts or, or kicks on again against. Um, Nottingham Forest at the weekend. Um, right, point three. I've got it nicely written down here. Uh, what has impressed you so far about Swansea and Cooper over the first, well, six games? Um, I'd have to say for Swansea, it's probably that resilience I've spoken about. You know, in, there were times last season where they played some really good stuff and were still losing games. You know, West Brom springs to mind. They had chances to win that three yeah. or four nil and and end up getting beat three nil. You know, I know Bursant Selina missed that penalty. But you know, even Norwich away, um, Forest away, you know, there was that spell where they were playing probably the best stuff of the season and they were getting beaten. Whereas now, you know, they've got that battling quality as I mentioned, and they, they look like they can get something out of every game, even when they're not at the best. Because I'll be brutally honest, I don't think they've been at the best this season at times. You know, there's been games where they've had to weather the storm. First half against Preston and Hull, as I said, um, second half spell at, at QPR, and you, you're going to get these, and you know, it's not all going to be rosy, so. It's going to be tough patches ahead, but if you've got that in you, you can yeah. get through it. So I think that's, for me, been the best thing about the team. As for, for Cooper, I think it's the winning mentality. You know, he goes into these games at Leeds, you know, expecting his team to perform and knowing that if they do perform, they're going to get a positive result, which you know is a very positive one. Uh, we spoke to him after the derby game where it was a nil-nil draw, saying you know you must be pleased with a, a point and a clean sheet away from home and. His answer was blunt. He said, "No, I, you know, we came here with a game plan to win." So, instilling that kind of mentality from top to bottom in training every day, whether it's you know, you're doing a drill or yeah. a training match or match day, that just breeds so much confidence when you're getting the results that you that you want. So, you know, I think that's been the biggest thing that's impressed me about him. For me, it's the third kit. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. So it's very nice. <laughs> I'll nice pick badge up. as well. That was a very nice. Touch. Yeah, I like yeah, that. both said it. We like that. Um, I'll, I'll pick up on, a, on something that you wrote this afternoon on um, the things that go right at Swansea City. You picked up oh, on. Yeah. You highlighted um, Cooper had a bit of a, a bit of a ruthless streak about him. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, and I think that I, I I think that's probably something that I've been quite impressed with. Yeah, um, I assume you're talking about Jefferson Montero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, you look at how the situation was always expected that Borja, Andre, would leave, and of course the others, um, Jordan, who went to Crystal Palace, 
being another one but you know Steve Cooper always understood the situation as was as did Graham Potter last season they knew that they were going to have to sell certain players just because of the relegation um, and reducing the wage bill more importantly but he never shut the door on Andre or Borja whereas Jefferson Montero he rarely spoke about him you know he, he never criticised him either but you know he was um very happy to just not speak about him. He's, he was made it clear that he only wanted to discuss players who were in his squad, and um, and once he did go, you know, he, he did say he was never in his plans. Mm. Simple as that. He's gone to Birmingham, and you know, unfortunately for for, for Montero, he's had another injury, which well, he's been, been proved right, I suppose. Then in a way, yeah, isn't he? I think he's been vindicated already for him, for him. I mean, Jeff is just going to be one of those players that's going to ultimately always mm. frustrates because his. His injury record is is so poor. Everyone knows what he can do, but unfortunately, he can never really produce it on a consistent basis. No, it's such a shame because the, the talent is there for everyone to see, and we saw it in flashes last season. But he didn't start a single game for Swansea. I think he had twelve appearances, all as a sub. Yeah, um, and he scored two goals for Swansea. In I know he's been away for a long time with lungs yeah. and injuries, but two goals in five years. Five. Well, by the time his contract's done, yeah. it'll be six. So. I think in fairness, he, you know, he spent is it two and a half or three of those away, but still, for for that kind of player, you know, it's just not good enough, and I can see why um, Steve Cooper cut his losses. Really. Yeah. Um, let's uh, quickly touch on um, a couple of the Wales players who are on international duty. You were at uh, Carlisle City Stadium. Yeah. On Monday night, uh, Roden Roberts, how did they get on? How do you how do you see? Yeah, I was I was there for both games, the Azerbaijan and Belarus, and for me. Joe Roden was absolutely excellent against Azerbaijan. He looked like a, a seasoned international. If you, if you were told to pick who the debutant was, you'd never pick him. So that was hugely encouraging. Mm. He was so confident. And it was just picked up where he left off with Swansea, really, as Steve Cooper said he would do weeks ago if he was selected. Um, uh, then, as for Connor Roberts, same old self. You know, energy He's got great is energy and ridiculous. Energy, isn't he? I don't like saying it week in, week out because it just sounds a bit of a. A token now where you're just saying, oh yeah, he runs about a lot. He's a lot more than that. He's a, a he's developing into a really good right back, and I think he was because he had a really good season last year. I think he was probably not so much in the limelight this year because others have sort of come into the uh, into the fray as well. So, um, but he's sort of gradually improving as well, getting back to maybe top form and to see him in the Welsh shirt again, delivering two really good performances. You know, in the friendly as well against Belarus, it's hugely encouraging. Um, and Selena, we didn't really see hell of a lot of that game, but yeah, it was a crazy game, absolutely crazy. But you know, he acquitted himself pretty well from what I saw. Um, Steve Cooper was impressed with him as well. You know, he's still a young lad as well. He's only just turned twenty-three during the break, I think it was. So um, good to see him getting minutes. You know, that's a, that's a massive fixture for Kosovo. You know, they were only granted status by FIFA. I think it was 2016, it wasn't that long ago, and they've been on a great run in the last two, I think it was their first defeat in about two years or something, so um, fantastic for him, because you know, if, if you're doing well on the international stage, it can only be good for your, for your club as well. Yeah, um, <coughs> he produced a sort of a textbook Selena moment at one point, didn't he, cutting on, on his rights and firing a shot to the, the far post, and he was unlucky really to... To, to miss the target but he just makes ones he tick doesn't he he does he's, he's just one of those players with the X factor you know losing someone like Dan James is massive but Selena's that kind of man who's got that similar type of quality where he can beat a man with, with skill um, set pieces he looks dangerous um, perhaps not penalties but we don't need to worry about that <laughs> anymore but no he's um, 
he's just he's a special player. You can see why um, he's been at Man City for a number of years. Okay, on a similar topic, um, um, players who stood out for you so far across the first few games, um, probably for me, I'd have to sort of um, mention the goalkeeper. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he's hard. Funnily enough, I actually believe Leeds was his toughest game. Mm. You know, there was a few moments where he was really put under pressure. You know, Patrick Bamford led the high press, um, and Leeds do that brilliantly, probably better than anyone else in the division. So, um, the fact that he's come away from there with a clean sheet says something. But yeah. at the same time, there were a few signs of nerves where he put the ball out of play. And, and let's not forget, it was only about three or four minutes before Routledge scored that um, Eddie and Ketia, who could well have been here, had Swansea had their way. Um, he had a chance to head in at the back post when Woodman came out to claim a cross and he, he completely missed it. But Nketiah just didn't react in time and headed it into the side netting. So, you know, that, that was a maybe a learning curve for him and it was a different type of test. But ultimately, you can't criticise him too much because that's the uh, as tough as it's going to yeah, get. Yeah, he's not going to have that exactly. test every single week, is he? No. And, you know, three clean sheets from six in the league. I mean, up at Derby, penalty save, he was great. QPR away, as I mentioned, that, that fantastic save to keep them at one all and you know, they score soon after. So, all in all, I think he's been a, a fantastic addition, hasn't he? Um, someone a bit more left field, Jan Dander. I wrote something on him mm. earlier on the week. Yeah, you can see he's improved. He's I mean, improving. I, I'm not quite sure whether he's um, sort of forcing his way into the starting 11 on, on, a, on a regular basis just yet, but he's already played more minutes this season than he did last season. Mm. There's definitely he played a did he play an hour I think at Ellen Road. Uh, when did he come off? Yeah, roughly that. I can't remember. Roughly, roughly I think it's about sixty-three minutes. Um, and he played I think um, eighty-five minutes against um, against Birmingham. Kept the minutes. There's yeah. definitely there's definitely encour- encouraging signs there for for a player who kind of just completely fell off the radar last season. Second half certainly. Yeah, I mean it doesn't help when you start as well as he did. You know, first touch in senior football and he scores the winner at Bramall Lane. So. You know, I say it doesn't help. That's obviously a great thing to happen, but I think people yeah, may have just expected point, yeah. a little too much. He was signed as a youth player. He was going to develop, and you know, I don't think anyone ever expected him to be a key first team player as soon as he arrived. And you know, that's obviously proven to be the case. So I think you just need a bit of patience with him. He's he's still developing. He's very young, and physically he's developing as well. He's done a lot of gym work, something that the previous regime put a lot of emphasis on. Yeah. But obviously, you don't want to spoil him either. So. Yeah, he could be an interesting one to watch. We're going to see a lot more of him, and maybe with that game time, he'll um, he'll show what he's all about. With Watford coming up as well, perhaps he might play in the Carabao Cup. Mm. Perhaps he might get some more minutes there. That's the type of situation where you know players like him, Sam Surridge, these want you know the younger lads who are on the fringes. Um, they're going to get chances to play in these games, so you know it's 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 important that not only he keeps getting the chances, but he takes them because you know I must admit I think Dander has looked good in the in the games he's played this season, so. We just need to see it on a more consistent level, and, and if he is going to play in that sort of number ten role, you know, a bit more end product as well. If, if the goals yeah. and assists come, he, you know, you're laughing. You've got a, a really good player on your hands there. He certainly bulked up. You can tell. Um, mm. I've also got written down here players. <coughs> perhaps you've got something to prove. Um, mm. In my I've sort of jotted down a couple of names. I've got um, Kalulu, Peterson, and, and Barry Mackay. I had yeah. Those those were my three. Just. Clearly, I think cover is carrying a knock, isn't he? Yeah, he's not going to be available for the Forest game, and he might not be available till the end of the month. So, he's been a bit. He's had a tough start because you know he's coming from a different league. He's, um, 
Uh, I don't think he was fully fit when he came anyway. We, we saw him at Derby. Um, had a bit of a, a problem there. Then Birmingham, uh, was it Bur no Preston, sorry. Uh, Half-time he came off. So it's it's been a tough start for him. Mm. So the jury's out. You know, you can't really overly criticise him because he needs a bit of time. But Christopher Peterson's the one for me who, I must admit, of all the six summer signings, he was the one I was most excited about. Yeah, you know, Jake Bidwell, he was always going to slot straight in. Woodman, you know, I think there was, by all accounts, he was always going to get a lot of game time. Um, and a few others were maybe more squad players like you know Ben Wilmot and so on but I think Christopher Peterson for me was that bit of X factor that I thought Swansea needed mm -hmm. um, and we've seen it in glimpses but only only glimpses no more than that just yet and he's missed out on a couple of squads as well yeah so. that's that was a bit of a surprise not to see him on team sheets at all yeah he's missed a few towards um, after you know the first three or four games I think it was so yeah I'm expecting more from him but he's got plenty of time you know he's still what 24 he's it's his first season in this system as well. Of course, he never played for Liverpool and he, he's played his trade abroad. Um, then there's Barry Mackay. I mean, I feel like we've been saying this about him since he's joined. So that, that, Pretty the, much, yeah. That there is quality there. You can see it in spells where, you know, he had. I think he had the most assists of any Swansea player last season. And that final ball sometimes can be brilliant. But there's just a general, there's just something about him that just doesn't look right. And... You know, if, if Graham Potter signed him and wasn't picking him, Steve Cooper's not picking him. He's not even getting in the squads at the moment. He's nowhere yeah. to be seen. So there's just something not right with him, and it just doesn't seem to be working out at all. Which which can happen, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's not good to see, is it? Perhaps those three are are, are <coughs> victims of the fact that Ayew and Borja now staying. Yeah. You know, and also well, first and foremost, they're playing well. Those those two, but also there's probably a a need to play them considering they're costing them so much money but you know horses for courses perhaps we'll see those those three well with any probably play them in the cup competitions yeah certainly maybe another opportunity again like Dander against against Watford yeah um, well they are versatile as well yeah. so well, you know, yeah, injuries, those sort of yeah players in those sort of attacking definitely attacking um, berths up those, those front three so yeah Mackay's never really fact that he plays in the same position as Selena yeah. but he'll always play second fiddle yeah and he'll that's where uh, yeah we've, we've probably seen him more on the wing and you know you, you have to feel for him in some ways but he's not shown much even when he has been deployed yeah. as a 10 and you know it's just it's just not working out I don't think and fortunately at the moment he's not being missed because there are others delivering the goods so you know if they weren't doing that then you'd be concerned but as things stand it's not the end of the world when when you've got other people there Absolutely. Um, right, um, Nottingham Forest this weekend. It's going to be a tough tough game. I, I think Swansea will sneak it. I said to you before we came on whether the international break came around at the right time because I think Swansea were in a nice rhythm and I think they would have probably liked to keep, to keep going. So we'll have to see how they um, uh, handle the fact that they're coming in after a, a, a two-week break. Um, first of all, what's the injury news? If we um, die back in the fold... He is, yeah. Um, he's obviously not been available recently, so he's back in contention. Um, Aldo Colulio, as I said, still sidelined, so he's not going to be available. Um, the only other one, slight concern for Swansea fans, is Joe Roden. He yeah. picked up a knock in the first half of the game on Monday for Wales against Belarus. Nothing too serious because he, he carried on and he played the full 90 in that game, so he's going to be assessed before the game. Um, so, yeah, he's being monitored. A gut feeling is I think he will play. I don't think he'd have played the full 90. Um, for Wales on Monday had there been any issues yeah. with it just being a friendly I think Ryan Giggs would have been sensible enough to take any precautions to keep him safe 
So yeah, personally, I think you know I, th- I think he will be okay, but it's it's one to you know they are obviously keeping tabs on. So I've gone for a narrow home win. Score. I think they're all 1-0 or 2-1, I think. I went for 2-1 on my predictions with the pools because I can see goals. You know, they've got Lewis Graben, who's on, I think he's on four for the season. Albert Dome is decent. They've got firepower there and, you know, they've, they've not lost since the opening day against a good West Brom team. I think it's three wins and two draws since then. So it's going to be a really tough test, this. And if they can win this, that's, you know, that's, that's a really big... For me, yeah. this is their, their toughest home game. So far, you know, I know Preston have had a good start, but I do actually feel Forrester are a better side than Preston. I just want to see some more Steve Cooper fist pumps. Mm. Yeah, I've enjoyed those. They're quite a good laugh, actually. Or uh, Bryn from Gavin and Stacey's. I can't remember, forgive me, whoever pointed that out on Twitter. The very brilliant Gavin and Stacey video. Uh, it's very good. Well, I, I suppose if we're looking at it on a, on a, on a different level, it does show that he's... You know, he's already developing a, a, a good connection with with supporters. Yeah, and um, you know, it was one we were talking to him about today. You know, there's a few hundred season ticket holders or more season ticket holders have bought them up in in recent days and weeks, probably as a result of the start they've had. And you know, there's that connection between the top brass and the club and them on the pitch again. It's you know, it's, it must be a great time to be a Swansea fan. So you know, he's he's, he's got a rapport. He's showing it with the fans before and after games and even working day to day everything yeah. he says it's it's built around the club the community the city so yeah it helps when you're winning games but you know it's it's, it's been a phenomenal start it's you can't underestimate how good a job he's done well long may the unbeaten run continue right we'll wrap it up there and um, we'll be back next week to um, dissect what happened in the forest game is it the cup game next week no it's Bristol City away then Watford in the cup Bristol City away mm. that'd be a tasty game look forward to that right we're back for uh, for for that game and um, in the meantime you can get all your Swansea City news on Wales Online cheers all thanks <laughs>